Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Tuesday, July 6th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Feral hogs are a problem in many states, causing billions in damage every year. So I can only imagine what a bunch of hogs will do when that's what their deal is to do 24-7 is to eat, root, and tear up. While some states encourage hunting, others have come up with a surprising way to try to control the population. We'll have that story in just a few minutes. The number of hospitalized COVID-19 patients is up roughly 25 percent in a hard-hit area of Missouri where immunization rates are low. As of yesterday, Cox Health and Springfield's other hospital, Mercy Springfield, were treating 213 COVID-19 patients. That's up from 168 on Friday. As recently as May 24th, those two hospitals had just 31 patients. The jump is leading to a temporary ventilator shortfall and a public call for help from respiratory therapists. Health officials say the Delta variant is straining the hospitals in Springfield. Mercy says it has brought in ventilators from other areas, including St. Louis. Missouri now leads the nation with the most new cases per capita in the last 14 days. The city of Collinsville wants to know the amount of carbon emissions that are coming from the community. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the city is close to finishing its first greenhouse gas inventory. The inventory will show the carbon emissions from City of Collinsville facilities and operations, as well as the community at large. Waleska Valle is an environmental science graduate student at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville and the primary data collector for Collinsville's inventory. We're actually using the data from 2019 since last year because of the pandemic. That will be not worth to use that data. It does not represent the gas emissions for the city. Valle says the greenhouse gas inventory for Collinsville will serve as a benchmark for the city when they take stock of emissions again in a few years. She says the city will be able to see how effective their strategies were at reducing carbon emissions. The full greenhouse gas inventory will be published on the city's website in September. In Collinsville, I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. A former student of the old Simmons Elementary School in North St. Louis is planning to redevelop the building that's been closed since 2009. Fleur-de-Lis Development Corporation CEO Laura Hughes says she is working on a contract to convert it into lofts as part of the Ville Redevelopment Project. She says the Simmons transformation is personal. It's definitely a labor of love. It truthfully does not feel like work. When I had the opportunity to re-enter Simmons, I was a child again. I literally entered the doors just as I would when I would show up for school. Hughes says there is no firm timeline for the project. She is seeking historic tax credits. The building originally opened in 1873 and was one of the first places in the city where African Americans could attend elementary school. Only one out of every 20 farmland acres in the Corn Belt has cover crops. Harvest Public Media's Dana Cronin explains what this means for the environment. A mountain of research shows the benefits of planting cover crops, from sequestering carbon from the environment to keeping waterways cleaner. And yet, according to a new study from the Environmental Working Group, only 4.8% of corn and soybean acres have them. Soren Rundquist is the director of spatial analysis for the EWG and a lead researcher. This should be alarming to anyone who 
uh, cares about clean water, um, which should be every human because we rely on it for survival. Rundquist says the low adoption rate falls in line with federal investment in cover crops, which has gone down over the past few years in the surveyed states of Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, and Minnesota. I'm Dana Cronin, Harvest Public Media. Feral hogs are causing big problems throughout the country. They lead to more than $2.5 billion in damage each year. While some states encourage hunting, others have come up with a surprising way to try to control the population. Harvest Public Media's Seth Bodine reports. It's estimated that there are more than 6 million feral hogs across the country, and they can be huge, weighing up to 200 pounds, about the same as a Great Dane. The damage they cause can be extensive. It's a menace. I, uh, I don't do not, nothing but tear up your property. That's Dylan Schoonover, a hunting guide at Hog Wild Preserve in Purcell, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is one of the states that still encourages hunting to help control the population. On a rainy day, Schoonover is leading Todd Kissinger on a hunt. After zigzagging through the woods for more than an hour, they see a group of hogs, and he starts to make oinky noises to lure them closer. I told you there's a bunch of pigs in here. Kissinger came here from Kansas just for this hunt. As a farmer and rancher in Mulvane, Kansas, he understands how damaging some wildlife can be. We have huge flocks of geese that come in on our wheat fields, and they will mow it down. I mean, they will just eat it down to the bare dirt. So I can only imagine what a bunch of hogs will do when that's what their deal is to do 24-7 is to eat, root, and tear up. But allowing hunting can be a double-edged sword. Dale Nolte heads the USDA's feral swine program. One of the problems is that people bring in hogs to make it easier to hunt. One of the big struggles we have is this, what seems to be a constant release of animals back into areas where they've been removed or into to new areas. Nolte says he has no problem with someone shooting a feral hog, but when they're released to encourage hunting, those hogs can destroy a lot of land. They could also be a health risk. Feral swine carry a number of zoonotic diseases, which are detrimental to humans. I mean, swine brucellosis, uh, hepatitis. We're, we're finding leptospirosis in about 50 to 60 percent of the feral swine in some areas. There's a definite hazard out there. Instead of hunting, the USDA is luring the hogs into big traps or shooting them from helicopters, both of which the department considers better options. In the Midwest, Kansas, Missouri, and Nebraska already have a range of restrictions on hunting feral hogs. Sam Wilson with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission says when you allow hunting, it's actually harder to control the population. The law seems counterintuitive at first because we're prohibiting people from hunting feral hogs. However, if you know anything about hunting and hunting culture, often the people who hunt deer, for instance, are interested in having good deer populations. The 2018 Farm Bill created funds for wildlife services to address hog problem areas. And the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation started restricting hunting in those areas. But Eric Cohen, who works for the Animal Plant and Health Inspection Service in Oklahoma, says he runs into roadblocks trying to trap hogs on private land. We've got to have their permission, and there's a lot of people that don't, won't give us the permission to, to work on their property. 
While states with growing wild hog populations are adding more restrictions, others like Texas and Oklahoma are still embracing the hunting of feral hogs. And hunting guides like Schoonover insist they're helping control the hogs. You know, uh, just like a manager of a company manages the company and the employees are employees. We manage populations, you know, and uh, in turn we get to eat awesome, awesome meat. But guys like Schoonover might have a hard time finding a place to hunt as more and more states embrace hunting bans as a way to control populations. Seth Bodine, Harvest Public Media. Harvest Public Media covers agricultural issues throughout the Midwest. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.